Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, good morning. Happy NFL Sunday. Welcome to another wonderful Sunday of Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm your host, Ken Line. I've got co-host Mike, and I've got our other co-host, Michael, on the line. Good morning, guys. Happy Game Day Sunday. Good morning. Happy Game Day to you, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, so this is week three, and this is the week that your average fan is told they're supposed to figure out if their team is a naked or a bust. I still think it's a little premature. I've seen turnarounds from week five on, but we're going into week three. So we're going to open up the NFC North division with two teams, one of which we did not think would struggle and be 0-2 right now, and the other we were just hoping they wouldn't be 0-2, but it's not expected. So we're going to open up with the Bears. The Bears have gone through quite a Hey, I thought we were going to go in the order of uh, the games today. I don't want to start off by destroying my team because I'm going to destroy my team. Let's let's destroy my team second. Let's start with the Vikings. They got the first game well, today. Well, I've got a couple. I've got a couple Bears listeners on the line that I've gotten tweets from, and they are actually out supporting their team, and they're getting ready to go tailgate. So they want it. They ask, they're like, please, while we're in the car driving and we're listening, open up um, with the Bears, kind of give us an idea of what we should expect, what we shouldn't expect. Is Jay Cutler the truth? Should we get someone else besides Jimmy Fawcett? Why do they leave Jimmy Fawcett on the team so long? So there's there are quite a few questions that they are sending me on the chat line. So I know we wanted to open up with the Vikings because that would have made me the happiest girl in the world. But I've got some Bears fans listeners that are looking for Mike and Michael's input on what to do on this okay. 0-2 start. If they're, they about why do we have, if they're asking why do we have Jimmy Clausen, I'm asking that same question. I think Jimmy Clausen got John Fox fired the last time uh, John Fox was the coach of Jimmy Clausen in, uh, in Carolina. Additionally, uh, I, I was talking about it in the in the pre-show fist fight, aka the pre-show meeting. Uh, I was talking about it, and the NFL has this plague of horrible backup quarterbacks and not developing backup quarterbacks. 
they take the attitude of, okay, you played in an NFL game before, okay, we're going to rotate the same quarterbacks. Jimmy Clausen, in my opinion, has proven that he's not a good QB. David Fields should be the backup quarterback. Uh, there are a lot of Chicago fans that do not like Jay Cutler. And not liking Jay Cutler and smartly thinking about your team, to me, are two different things. I don't care if you like him. I don't need to like Mark QB. But we saw last week the major drop-off from Jay Cutler to Jimmy Clausen. For those that wanted to say, well, get rid of Cutler, get rid of Cutler. And even if you want to talk about, well, the game plan wasn't for Jimmy Clausen, so he wasn't prepared to be in the game. There's two problems with that. Your, your backup quarterback is supposed to always be ready to drop that clipboard and go in the game. That's first of all. He's supposed to know that game plan many times as good, if not better, than the QB because he's like his second offensive coordinator uh, in his ear. But also the other thing for the backup quarterback, his bad talent showed more on the field than his ability to not be prepared and the game plan not be designed around him. How do you get – and Jimmy Clausen showed it's possible to get a pass blocked on one side of the field on on first down. On second down, his pass was blocked on the other side of the field on second down. And on the third down, he threw an interception. That was just one series of plays. Jimmy Clausen is not a serviceable backup. And Jay Cutler, for the fans that dislike him, Jay Cutler is not Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman was a placeholder for the Bears when the Bears had a good defense. Jay Cutler is well, okay, so, so quarterback I get, I get it. I get it. Like. I get it. And, and nobody wants to remember the Rex Grossman days. So that has even been a comparison to Rex Grossman. And if we, if the Bears, I don't know what the Bears saw in Jimmy Clausen or what they thought, you know, even as a backup, the one thing that the Bears should have known is Rex Grossman is not Rex. Lord, forgive me. Rex, I'm about to say you're injury prone. I hope you are somewhere relaxing and a lazy boy. So sorry. Um, but we know that Jay Cutler over the years has become a little bit more injury prone. And he actually looks good coming out the first two games of the season. He actually sort of gave me a little bit of hope. The Bears. Exactly. Go ahead, go ahead, Michael. No, I agree with you too. I mean, you, you got to look at where his injury came from. You know, he, it's not like he didn't attempt to make up for the interception. He hurt himself actually trying to tackle the guy who intercepted the ball. You know, which is what you would want your quarterback to do. Hey, join in and stop the, you know, stop the leakage. You know, if you will. Um, now, as far as I think, what people are going to start noticing is the effect his absence has on the t- will have on the team. Um, you know, with with yeah, Clausen totally playing, agree. you know, and I think that's what you know. So there is a you know you can call it the Cutler effect, if you will, um, to bounce off of what Mike said earlier. Um, but looking from the standpoint of what you need your backup quarterback to do, I totally do agree. I think the last time we actually saw you know backups come in and do anything phenomenal, we're both of them are still in the game, and that's, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Well, Tom Brady, Aaron you know, Rodgers, that, and Michael Vick. Yeah, you Michael know, as far as, as far as, like, you know, as far as um, I mean, quarterbacks, who, quarterbacks who are, 
yeah, there's a few more. You know, that's just a name. You know, not to name. You can't go through the whole gamut of them all, but just to name some that have, you know, have either started off in the backup um, position and moved to the forerunner, you know, or what have you, or they might have been the forerunner and now they're, you know, now they're in the backup position. But what you what you're dealing with is people who are battle ready and who understand what's at stake, you know, and I, you know, I. Clawson, no, I'm not like 100% sure he's the man you really want for the job. Honestly, I read an article last week, I think right after the, the that following Monday, where that where a uh, magazine made an argument for Tim Tebow, which is a valid argument because if you're looking at a quarterback who's used the system before, he's where he where he was with John Fox when they were in Denver, they went to the uh, playoff. Well, you know, well. Tim Tebow, that Tim Tebow technically played in the system, but it wasn't in. It's not in the same sense. I'm not disagreeing that Tim Tebow did win, but they changed the entire system for Tebow for it to fit. Let, let's let's be real. Right, and I, and, I, and I and and I understand that, and I and I, we know because it wasn't pretty so, football. It wasn't pretty at all. But what we're looking at is, you know, is, are, what what will they do with Clawson in order for them to be able to go. To Bay wins, are they are they willing to make adjustments to fit his style of play versus Cutler's style of play? You know, and those are things that you kind of have to like take into consideration, especially with today's game. You know, of what the possible turnout would so, be. Now, go ahead. All right, so go you ahead, don't Karen. think that there a change? So you don't think that like a change should be made? Like it, it's not worth changing the scheme of things right now. I mean, you've got Alshon Jeffrey. Um, hurt, so I'm thinking he can work out and come back into a change. One of the names that like throughout there was Tim Tebow being a good fit and possibly the pickup dropping Fox and bringing Tim Tebow in. How do you think that will change the game? And do you think John Fox will really really make that change? Can actually be promised and at least people holding the season down until Cutler comes back or even if Cutler's re-injured. So what do you guys well, think of having? Honestly, well, my opinion, and I said it last week. Um. We know what we got with Clawson. At this point, when you're not expecting to win more than six games, and that's being generous, but if you go down the list, you might win three. I would rather David Fails be the starting quarterback right now because it's clear this this team likes David Fails. Since you like David Fails, let him get reps. We know what we're getting in uh, Jimmy Clawson. Jimmy Clawson has played for three different teams. We know what we're getting. We're not getting a starting quarterback. He not, he is not going to be your he's not going to be your savior. We don't know what we're getting with David Fields. David Fields, the only thing that David Fields doesn't have is reps. That is literally the only thing he doesn't have. And what a lot of people forget about David Fields is he is one of those QBs that came out of out of one of those systems or one of those uh, divisions or conferences in football that produced your Boise State, your University of Nevada that uh, that produced uh, Colin Kaepernick. I think David Fells was at San Jose State right around the same time that Colin Kaepernick was in Nevada. So David Fells does have the progressive new new arm new mindset for this new NFL. I'm not saying he is a starter, but I do believe he's a more viable backup 
because I'm one who believes there's probably only three viable backups in the NFL. Three. Okay, so let's, so let's switch it up. So let's switch it up a bit. So we might be able to find a filler, you know, at, at, at quarterback. It's, it's, you know, looking at some people and a few other people before we even hit the David, hit the ground running with David Bell, depending on when Cutler comes back. But what's going on with other aspects of the team? And this is a question for both of you guys because we have some offensive issues right now, but then stopping the run on the defensive end, a lot of missed tackles, a, a lot of problems there, even some secondary issues. We, You know, Kyle Fuller is becoming like the penalty king. What's going oh my on God. the defensive yeah. side? Kyle Fuller is a pass in the finish waiting to happen. I, I feel like, you know, we're we're unfortunately we're kind of hemorrhaging on defense. Um, you know we can't uh, stop the run well. On defense already. You know we're no, not we're actually, not. We the need the worst an ambulance. Part about the, <laughs> the worst part about the Bears front seven is they're clearly better than they were the last two years. Their pass rush is much better than what it was, but the opposing offenses and opposing offensive coordinators have figured out. They can halfway decent pass rush, but they can't stop a run for the say they like. And for the Bears to be playing against the Seattle Seahawks and and beast mode today, it is literally going to get ugly against Seattle. That's, and, I mean, Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, Seattle. I mean, he, see, and, and that's and, that, and 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 this is what we're talking about. They're playing Seattle. You know, you have it, – they're known for throwing the ball, known for throwing the ball. So, if Fuller doesn't have a good game today and he's off his game, you know, I, I, I really expect – Did you say if? I, <laughs> I said, well, you know, <laughs> we hope – we can hope he has if a Fuller good game today. If Fuller has a good game today is what we want to say. But. If, you know, if, if he has a good game today. But, you know, if honestly, if I'm Seattle and I've come and I'm looking at, you know, my passing game – I'm throwing everything I got at Fuller. Yep. Everything I got at him. <laughs> Why? Because over the past weeks, he has not shown that he can cover. He has not shown that he can stop anybody, stop their, anybody's number one receiver or number two for that fact. So if I'm the D, if I'm the offensive coordinator, hey, here's the weak link. Let's just hit that. And just wear it out. And then I'm going to run the ball on you. And, ho- you know, and like, you know, like I was looking at the, um, like our injury list to see where we were, you know, see who's what. Um, and so far, we like should look John at the, Bostic, like, players John, ba- John Bostic is doubtful for the day. For, you know, he's one of our linebackers. Um, you have questionable uh, – we have a few people that are questionable on defense. Ego Ferguson is questionable. You know, Matt Forte is probable, you know, even though he's on offense, but he's probably because of, because of his knee. Eddie Royal is probably questionable. So we have all these, you know, main guys who are banged up. It's the third week of the season and people are banged up. I right. know. It's like banged up is usually what you get by week know. eight. You not, know what I mean? These, this is not major injuries. These are these are bang-ups that usually happen about week six, week eight that every right. football team has. Right. This, yeah, you should be banged up by week question. three. That's what I was saying. Just read who's playing. Just, you know, be read the answers. <laughs> That's like what it honestly sounds like at the moment. Like, it, it's pretty rough. And then 
for the for Jay Cutler to be out, and it, it was. The only great thing about Kyle Fuller is because they were playing good football. Yeah. The only great thing about Kyle. I I, I honestly had hope, not to cut you off, Mike, but I honestly had hope with the season start. I thought, okay, this is a different Jay Cutler. He's a little bit more, he's a lot more determined. You can tell by the the way he was playing, even in in the preseason game. You know, he did did some things. I was like, I don't think he did some things. Like, I was like, okay. But it's like the teammates were responding well. to him. They seemed like right. they were on his side. Right. Were, it, it, yeah. it wasn't even just about his talent. They were responding yeah. to him. Jay Cutler had command of the huddle. Jay Cutler had command of of the football field. And one of the things that Adam Gaze did, and I, and I noticed it in week one and week two, they put more responsibility in his hands and the team responded to it. And I said it before the season started, and people were listening like, yeah, Renard, are you sure? It was noticeable. They put more responsibility in his hands. He was calling out the audibles. He was pointing out the defense. Yeah, defense Man, he, was yeah. Almost, yeah. He, he was actually doing a Jay great Cutler job. Jay Cutler was being what you a expect a quarterback job. to be, and people just don't like him. And, and I understand, I don't have to like my starting quarterback, period. I just need him to be productive and win. That's all I care about. And we were, and we were about to play your game and bring home the W. And in all honesty, I cannot blame game one's loss on Jay Cutler. I can blame game one's loss on the defense. That was strictly a defensive loss. It really was because people like Jay Cutler threw the interception. Jay Cutler threw the interception for the same reason Peyton Manning used to throw interceptions. He felt like he had to get into a gunslinging battle and air it out. The only thing is that I, I heard a story this week and it was uh it was uh Bill Polian talked about it many times and he referenced it in he referenced it to Jay Cutler and he referenced it to he referenced it also to Eli Manning. When Tony Dungy originally got uh originally got to Indianapolis, he had a meeting with Jake I mean with Peyton Manning saying we can punt the ball. You don't have to force it in every window. Somebody just needs exactly. to have that conversation. But Jay Cutler, and there was a noticeable difference in the player that was on the field. Yeah. So, you know, there, he, there is a Cutler effect. I don't care what you know. I'm sorry, Bears fans, if you all if you all don't like like them or for whatever reason, blah blah blah. Okay, you are entitled to your opinion. There, and there is a, However, and it's a positive Cutler effect this season. No, exactly. <laughs> We're not talking. This is negative effect at all. This is a positive effect that he was having on the team. You know, uh, at that time. Now, it's a, is it unfortunate he's hurt right now? Oh God, yes, it is. You know, but I think from what I what I just read, he should be on the out for another two weeks. So hopefully by week five. No, no, he's you know, to be, he's supposed to be out this week definitely, and next week likely. So he should be back by the next the following game. That's what I'm saying. So that's two weeks from now. Oh, I thought you okay. So you're including this no. week in your two week conversation. Yeah, I'm including I'm this sorry. week in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. You know, with that being said, as long as he comes back and, now, you know, he's at full strength, I believe we'll see the change that we need to see on offense. Now, defense. Now, no. <laughs> well, defense, right. Defense, 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 I don't, defense, I don't know. The people in the meeting we were talking about, is it coaching or is it talent? As it's I'm a mix. think more and more, I literally think it's more – talent that we don't have 
and sometimes you can only coach up but so much when you don't but, have but, talent. But if, and I have an issue with that because the last two seasons in the off season, the free agency market has been bananas. You could have reached out and got so many quality players. And then, Thank you. And, and I really wasn't. I really was not. And I'll be honest, being at Citra Ass Live when I saw the Bears pick, no, so I'm not discrediting you know the young fella, and he's injured. We haven't had a chance to see him, and we probably won't this season. But I just did not think that that should have been the Bears' very first pick. So now we're talking about talent. Well, so you've got the off season and you've got the preseason to make that adjustment. Where are the Bears going wrong? They've made front office changes. You're making coaching changes. I, I'm going to tell you why I'm not. Continue to run into this talent situation. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I'm not complaining about free agency. You know why I'm not complaining about free agency this year in the Bears offseason? We finally went and got a safety and got rid of uh, Chris Kent. <laughs> Intro role, <laughs> the swing really the position that Chris Kent was playing. Oh, my God. And you know what? I, I mean, literally, I, I, I have to pick my battles. An intro role is replace Chris Kent. So I, I screamed at the top of my lungs to get rid of Chris Kent. I screamed you and I screamed. You really don't think that they would have gone. So you're happy with David Sales and, and Jimmy I uh, am. No. I, I mean. Oh, okay. I, I think that, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'm not really going to say I'm happy. Think <laughs> but, but what I'm going to say is, I got to pick my battles, and and I got one of my battles won, so it's like, okay. <laughs> the Bears move at a glacial pace at times, so the Bears move at a glacial pace at times with roster moves. So the one roster move I had been wanting to happen for years finally took place. So, I, like I said, I got to choose my battles. And in all honesty, I honestly think um, the current – Management setup. It's going to take a. It's going to take an attitude of, we're going to build through the draft, and <laughs> literally, literally, with the exception of Kevin White. Wait a minute! 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 Let's, let's go back. They're going to do Uh-oh. what? They're going to try to build through the draft. Yeah, but, that doesn't make, but it doesn't make sense for them to, to draft and build a team when you got stuff that you have to deal with now. It really does, it wouldn't make them, sense. Look, we don't have. I mean, picked in the draft. So. Thank you. What? That's what we're saying. <laughs> why would and why would you say that they're going to okay. wait until the draft happens and say, <laughs> well, let's fix this? I mean, honestly, uh, what I would, I, what you, I would there is an advantage to waiting. There is one advantage. Uh, what they're gonna pick Robinson? They're gonna like pick something. No, 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 no. The advantage is they get a better draft position. That is the one advantage. Well, since you are on, but they may not because if Jay Cutler got and he becomes the Jay Cutler that we thought we were gonna see when we saw his appearance in the first game, that may waver that. Now, if they're gonna leave Jimmy Clausen in it, they're gonna be like number one. They're gonna fight the for that for this for their spot. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's Unfortunately, I looked at the Bears' schedule before Jay Cutler got injured. And like I said, if the Bears are generous, we might win five or six. But 
it is possible that we win three or four, and that's with Jay Cutler. What I was thinking when I re- when I went through the uh, when I went wow. through the uh, schedule. So I and gave I you hate- guys more credit. I'm sorry, but I hated it thinking that, and you know how much I'm a I'm a Bears homer, and I was going, but I was being honest with myself. I don't see a, I see I see the Bears splitting with uh I see the Bears splitting with the Vikings this season. I see the Bears oh. splitting with the oh the Bears splitting splitting with the Vikings. <laughs> I see the Bears splitting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if we lost both games. Let's keep that real. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even debate that. I see them splitting with the Lions. I see them getting swept by the Packers. And most of the out of the conference games, most of the out of conference games, I see them losing. Wow. All right. Okay. So, so are these so are these games? Are these, are these so Bears fans, we're going to give you a moment of silence after listening to that. I mean, and this is coming from a diehard Bears fan that rides with the Bears, but I have to be honest with myself. You just you know how on their team because you figure so, if they do so you don't, so that, you can say, well, I would you don't, expect that. You don't see them being able to beat Oakland. You don't see them I being able to beat Kansas City. All. I'm just I, I see them beating <laughs> Oakland. I don't see them beating Kansas City. I do not okay. see them beating Kansas no. City. All right, you see them splitting it with, with Detroit. Okay. Splitting with Detroit. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. They're not going to win any NFC West games. They're not going to beat. They're not going to beat any. They're not going to beat Kansas City. The bulk of their wins well, are going to come from the potential two that they win in conference. Well, so with that being said, I guess the next thing that I'm going to say is also not going to be in a Bears or Bears fans' favor today. But Cam Chancellor, welcome back, son. Welcome back to the season. Of all games, to come back. You missed Green Bay. They probably needed you. Definitely needed you against the Rams. Welcome back as you guys play the Bears. They didn't need him today. Don't think that was gonna be the Bears. I probably still right now. The best thing the greatest thing for Cam Chancellor to come back for today is to stop Matt Forte. They're not even gonna drop him back in coverage. They're gonna stack him in the box against Matt Forte. That's what I would do. I wouldn't even and drop him in coverage. I'd stack him in the box against Matt Forte. You just let him stop the run? Just stack him in the box with Matt Forte. Wherever Matt Forte is, I, he's an extra man on Matt Forte. That's all I would do. Because who is the threat where he, if they dropped him in the coverage? The biggest threat of dropping him into coverage is, is Martellus Bennett. And – Honestly, I would just pick my poison. I would let Martellus Bennett have a career day to day. Stop the run. Oh, good luck Stop Matt Forte would be my goal today. But now you you got you have to understand the Seahawks have something to prove today too because no way in the world does anybody think they were going to open their season and lose and even go into overtime with the Rams, let alone lose. Right. Ouch. 
Uh, right. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers a lot played of against you thought the game was more than overtime. All right. A lot of people <laughs> expected them to. Not, maybe a lot of people didn't expect them to lose to the Rams, but a lot of people expected them to be one and one coming to today's game. So they're not. It's not like they're that far off. A lot of people did expect but, a one they, and one start. But if start. they were going to be one and one, I know nobody expected that a loss to be against Green Bay. Not with Aaron Rodgers like throwing bomb passes to to change from like the depth to the sewer. I know nobody thought that was going to be a cakewalk. Green I, I don't no, think no, they didn't, that they didn't would have been a lot. No, no, it didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. James Jones is out there looking like looking like Jordy Nelson. James, James Jones. James Jones is James, I can't even. Man, I I can't even say anything about it because I mean he. We've seen it over the past couple of games. He's just stepped up amazingly for Green Bay. And, I mean, he, you know, he looks better so, than he. Well, here's the thing: is he better than he was, or just better than we better than we knew because of the system he was in before? I'm no, not he, go with but he was, in, think, he was in Green Bay first. He huh? was in Green Bay right, first but, under but, this system. That's what he's, right. right, but when you had a Jordy Nelson, uh, uh, Jordy Nelson and a Randall Cobb, like we didn't get to see him break out like even exactly. Stark. It's Eddie Lacy. We didn't get to see him break out. Like, we don't even know. But this is the same. He's breaking out like when Brett Favre left Green Bay. And everybody's like, uh-oh, they're going to put that Aaron Rodgers in there. And Joe Wayne got a ring. And that's kind of what we're seeing. Everybody's like, uh-oh, Jordy Nelson's out. And then James stepped up like, but guess what? I'm back. And you know, just came uh, right yeah. in. And they didn't miss a They didn't, they didn't miss a they miss beat. A beat. That's, and see, that's, and that's what, unfortunately, that's what we're missing on the Bears is somebody to be able to step up and not miss a beat or even push the team to a whole different type of level where, um, you know, we can be competitive. So, you know. Oh, and that was another thing, that was another thing we said before the season started. Even if they didn't have James Jones, we were all confident that Aaron Rodgers could throw somebody in to start him. It just so oh, happened. Yeah. It, it just so yeah. happened it was James Jones. Exactly. Oh yeah, James I have Jones. no doubt, man. Who's ever on the end? Who's no. ever on the end? Of, he's so funny, James Jones. <laughs> James Jones. Who's ever? Who is ever so. on the reset on the receiving end of a Brett Favre pass? Oh, not a Brett Favre. I'm sorry. Well, Brett Favre too. Who was ever on the, uh, on so the we, of Aaron Rodgers' pass, man? I get it. I so am are we tripping. about to watch the Bears go over three? Seriously, I think we three. are. Uh, and if, and if think, it is, uh, and if it is over three, is there now time to? I mean, there are, but see, there are a lot of Bears fans that wanted the Bears to be three and zero, but with or without Jay Cutler, I actually expected zero and three when I looked at the when I looked at the schedule. Yeah, when you look the first the five games, when, when I looked at the schedule, the, the, the Bears' first five games is is a gauntlet. Look, well, look no, because the, you were, game one was uh, just the pack. No, game no, two, no, you really can't say that because you got you had Green Bay, Arizona, the other day. You got Oakland, Oakland next, and then you got KC. You know, those the only game in that, the only game in that, uh, the only game in that list I saw the Bears having potential chances of winning was Oakland. Yeah, but Oakland's actually aren't they? Really? 
Oakland yeah. was the only so game I saw the Bears having a terrible at all. Yeah, all right. I, 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 I mean, people forget Carson Palmer, with Carson Palmer starting, even before last week's game, they were already 14-2 and two with Carson Palmer starting. So now they're 15-2 and two with Carson Palmer starting. So people forget how good Arizona was with him at the helm. So 15-2. So no. I didn't. No. no, I didn't. I didn't. That's why he's on my fantasy expect, That's why I didn't expect the Bears to beat. I didn't expect the Bears to beat uh, the Cardinals last week. This week we're playing up against Seattle. I didn't have any expectations of us winning this week. One and three, maybe. One and four, likely. So you're saying over well, the next four weeks we we so, may be one and four. We might be one and over four. Over the next four weeks, and it might be, like, be zero and five with Jimmy Clausen starting. Yeah, five five yeah you got five, a point. So. Yeah, Jimmy, if you listen, go. this is no so, diss against you. We would just like you to step it up. I mean, uh, literally, I had expected it to be one and four with Jay Cutler in, with Jimmy Clausen in next week. It might be zero and five. Well, so the Bears are going to have an 0-5 start. So, yes, maybe that dream of that draft position is actually coming true. So we're sorry, Bears fans. I hope they switch one out, even with Clausen. <laughs> I'm just going to um, okay. The Bears just so are getting ready to draft also, Cook from all... Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> the so Bears right are preparing now, to draft every... starting QB from Michigan State. <laughs> Cook. Uh, I see how that works out Cook. for him. Tyler, yeah. We'll see how that works out for them. So as of right now, today, looks like we have given the W to the Seahawks. Welcoming back Cam Chancellor. So it'll be a good game to watch. I would like to be surprised. I would like to see some good plays. But I also would like to be able to eat, like, a hot fudge Sunday every day and stay a size six. But we know that doesn't. Oh, well. It doesn't really happen. So that's where we are. And – as of now, the Bears do sit at the bottom of the NFC North. So the next team that we go to tackle is my favorite team, the lovely purple and gold, Minnesota Vikings, and the Seattle – Seattle, no, it's not talking about Seattle, but San Diego does. They're actually taking their first trip to the temporary home of the Vikings, TCF Stadium. This is the first time that they've played there. And the last big matchup between the, the, the big ones, the big matchup between the Vikings and the Chargers. Adrian Peterson sort of, you know, posted up some numbers that gave him a single-game NFL record of 296 yards while North Turner was the coach. How about that? So now they meet again, and this time North Turner is on the other side, so he's a bad guy for the Chargers, and he is the offensive coordinator, so he will now be leading the charge Adrian Peterson and the boys down the field against the Chargers. So I'm wondering what you guys are expecting out of this matchup because North Turner couldn't stop them, but can North Turner create plays that will propel him to another 296-plus-yard game? I would love to see that. I would really love to see that happen again. Um, you know, I, looking at the – let's see, I think Adrian had 39-165 yards last week. You know, and and, that and that's after having not, that's after not having touched the ball at all the previous game. Really, um, he didn't have any touchdowns, but just look at his impact. 
Exactly. You know, you know, and I, and you know, we could call it the you know the AP effect if you want. The AP effect. <laughs> The AP effect, you know, what and and how he affects the, the people around him and his and the entire team's performance. So yeah, I would love to see him do that today. If he bounces two ninety nine on on numbers, man, oh my god, that would just be phenomenal, and he would be well deserved, especially after everything he's been through. So I, I definitely know that the Vikings have won all of the last contests, and like I said, North Turner was there, but even Mike. You know how I feel about Norm Turner as, as a head coach and how I feel mm-hmm. about him as a coordinator. So with him sitting at the coordinator's spot, I'm wondering what Mike thinks because he knows my feelings. Can, can Norm, are we going to see plays created today? Are we going to see the O-line create holes so Adrian to hit these holes and become the beast that we're used to him seeing against the Chargers? Because the Vikings have been successful in the last four contests against the Vikings. So what do you think, Mike? Are you well, over there quiet all, because turn. my team is sitting number two in the division, but you can go ahead. I don't care less about that. No, I can care less about that because I have zero expectation for my team this year. I mean, it would be different if I expected the Bears to be number one and they were looking like crap. I didn't have that expectation. You just running them through them like the garbage, man. Like, like wow. Like, yeah, you don't know, have any expectations whatsoever. Like that. Hey, how I feel about the bear? Like, come on, you have Okay, well, anyway, so you don't. So, okay, fine, we'll take that spot. No, 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 no. Let me say what I was going to say. Let me go say what I was going to say. Let me go say what I was going to say. Dang, you asked me a question about North Turner. <laughs> okay, let's talk more. You asked me about North Turner, and one of the things is North Turner is the is the person that had Ladanian Tomlinson in his backfield and a person that could run and catch. Now the this time around, although Adrian Peterson can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, it's going to be more weighted with Adrian running the ball, um, and I do believe uh, I do believe North Turner has earned the the patience we need to give him with Adrian Peterson. He he just just has. He has not had Adrian Peterson in his backfield yet until these first few games. Last season he didn't right. have Adrian Peterson. Just had one so game. He, he's, had, he's had. He's earned the patience we need to give him. He's an excellent offensive coordinator, so we need to give him some. We need to give him a chance now. By week six, if if uh, the Vikings' offense still looks like crap, then we can start. Uh, I'm sorry, what? I said if by week six the Vikings' offense looks what? like crap. Hey Bears, uh-huh, go ahead. No, I. I, I See you, you. You thinking this is about a Bears fan versus Vikings fan? That's not because where I'm going with you. I don't think they look like crap. I, I think they had a bad season overall. Uh, as an overall, as an overall factor, offense. But... Okay, wait a minute. As an overall offense, it might even be the because people that have higher expectations for the Vikings, and when you have higher expectations, you're judging the the quote unquote crappiness based on your expectations. And people have higher expectations for the Vikings' offense. Let's keep that honest. 
Teddy Bridgewater is not a crappy QB. He's still developing, but he's not a crappy QB. And Adrian Peterson is a proven running back. So with that combination, plus having, plus having, uh, was it Mike Wallace uh, as a receiver, people That's have high there. expectations. Right. And when you have those three weapons, you have higher expectations. And then you have a North Turner and the offensive coordinator. And a really good tight so, Kyle Rudolph, and he's back. So when you call them crappy right now, it's because you expected so much more. I'm not, and I'm not going to waver from my comment with that. If by week six they have not begun to jail, then it's time to start staring at North Turner and saying, what are you doing? You got, this many, you got these weapons and you're not using them. Well, I think, we they, know you, I think last week's game proved that they could do oh, yeah. Game one, I don't I don't know what that is. But I'm gonna interrupt myself <laughs> and all of us right now because No, only no, only because this is coming across. It's coming across every network, it's coming across um NFL, the ESPN, the Fox. So just to put it out there, um yes, DeMarco Murray will not be playing breaking news, hamstring injury. So Eagles fans, if you were counting on him and Cowboys fans if you were still laughing at him he will not be in the game today, unfortunately. He is suffering from an injury, a, a hamstring injury. And that's another thing I want to talk about before the end of the show. Because I have some coaching decision questions as to where the coach's head really is when it comes to the Eagles. But that's, that's totally different. So, wrapping up, this was the Vikings. So, you're giving them until game six to prove that they're the truth and that they can make it to the postseason. I um, honestly believe that they can. I think the game one was a wake-up call for the Vikings. I think they – I won't say they thought they were – it was a very humbling game. And we saw a complete turnaround in game two. And we need to see even more of that in, going forward today. I mean, they, they, the Vikings are one team. I don't care if they were playing the Little Giants. They cannot take any game for granted. They have to treat every game like it's, it might possibly be their last W. And that's and the AP effect is good, and Teddy Bridgewater is stellar. He was a Pepsi rookie of the year. Mike Wallace is great. I love watching Jerry McKinnon. I like, definitely love Kyle Rudolph. The defense, um, a lot of missed tackles, sort of. They did better last week, but I really want to see that defense come together. That defensive line is not all brand new to one another. They know how to stop a lot of these runs. They're not. So the secondary is working harder. So while we don't have one person, even though Everson Griffin makes me scratch my head, quite like you guys do with Kyle Fuller, <laughs> because Everson Griffin gets calls and we're like, hey, did that's kind of like how it comes out is in letters because we can't even form our mouth to make a word. I don't want to see a lot of that because that's killing, just like it, how it kills the Bears and, and the penalties and the extra yards, it kills the Vikings. Um, oh, yeah. Blair Walsh needs to have stepped his game up. But I no, 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 no. Let, let's, let's be, uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to cut you off on that Blair Walsh thing. To say he has stepped his game up, it goes back to that comparison of expectations. When we had, when we lost all expectations for Blair Walsh, we're accepting when he makes one field goal. So I'm not going to say he stepped his game up. <laughs> I'm going to say let's wait a few more games. I'm going to say he did. <laughs> I'm going to say he He had a bad game one. He 
had a decent game, too. So, <laughs> that's only two games. You had one good I'm game. That's all you can say. He had one good I'm game. Gonna, I'm gonna, do you know what a joy that is for a Vikings fan? Well, he got one good yeah, game. It's about the ruler. <laughs> oh, so, in other you all take somebody you all can get it. Put it like this. It would be the equivalent of Kyle Fuller getting an interception and taking it to the house today. But, see, that's the thing about – we can't go back to the Bears. I know I'm we ain't going back. I'm just, I'm just making a comparison as far as, like, that. No, we got, you know, that we would be happy with that. It seems like he has regressed. So, that's, let's not talk about Kyle Fuller. Let's move on. But Kyle Fuller okay. has regressed. Let's move on. I don't want to I don't want to get my blood pressure well, up, and I ain't even got my blood pressure. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know what to say on that one. <laughs> well, I, I I'm expecting, and this is not this isn't being a fan. That, not not to take away from the Chargers. Now the Chargers don't have a bad team. We actually saw them being at one time. What was the game? Twenty to three or twenty three to three? Where they were playing the Lions, and we watched them come back from just holding three points most of the game to just like slay the Lions, like completely. Like the Lions never scored again. I think the whole team just walked off the field and put in the replacements. So they were like, what are the Chargers doing? The Chargers, I, I, I do. I think they just left. Like, what is this? Like, we really quit. <laughs> right. Sign up for this. They're coming back. Oh, do you see this? Oh, we quit. Like, what are we doing? Oh, God. What are they doing? Why are they coming back on us? Right. He threw a touchdown. Freaking out. So you cannot, you really can't take the Chargers for granted. The Chargers still have a pretty, you know, a pretty decent QB back there. I'm just. I mean, you know, Philip Rivers is not is not bad at all. You know, I mean, that's just he's he's always been. Right now, I think he's his stats, current stats are 55 completions, 68 attempts, 644 yards, and four touchdowns. You know, going they, against Teddy, who's yeah, had 37 completions, 50 attempts, 384 yards, and one touchdown. You know, so a lot you, of this, you know, they're, they're you know, definitely going to work on stopping the run. So they have to. They're going to try. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, they just have to run up against because this man takes like 16 people. I think the water boy, everybody on Adrian back, like just sir, because you just could you fall right here, fall the old heat stretch. Like I, it's it's. So that's going to be a task at hand. While getting them, you know, while the Chargers are working on stopping the run, like you said, Phillip Rivers is decent. They have a nice, you know, a nice rookie back that is ready for his big breakout as well. I, I watched Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he's, he's, doing he's, really, he's, he's, he's doing yeah, really Melvin's good. Pretty, you know, yeah. his, his average, if you look at it, you know, he's. I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, he's not that far behind Adrian right now, you know, as far as no, he, he's, his he's average. Really good. You know, he's averaging 4.6 yards a carry. 4.6 yards a carry in the NFL is great for a back. That means that pretty much every time I give you the ball, I'm getting halfway to a first down. So I can give it to you on a consistent basis and be cool with that. So the big you know, one so. has figured out how to shut him down, so. We'll see we what gotta, happens we, we, we want to be team number two. So I'm going to go with the W for the Vikings. I think they're actually going to play this one out. I'm going with the W, even if I'm all by myself. Well, North Turner does want to beat the team that fired him, too. Or, excuse me, that's not North Turner. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a little grudge there. 
But you know, I I I I'll ride with you on that one. I'm hoping the Vikings pull it out. You know, and North I mean, Turner I, does want North, North Turner does want to win. I expect the Vikings to even if for some strange reason found a way to lose, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a. Well, you know, we haven't had any blowouts yet so far. I don't believe. You know, but I hope that I'm, I'm hoping that Teddy can get his game expanded a lot, you know, and expand upon what he's doing and, and maintain some positivity there. You know, they give um, Adrian the ball more, uh, you know, and, and really get the Productive. game. I, I, I would really like for it to be. Yeah, I would really like because, uh, you know, they need at this point that for them, you know, not even including all the other teams, you know, Detroit, Chicago, or Green Bay. But for them, because of their situation, because of everything that they, they've had to deal with over the past season, you know, it's really important that today's game be the game that they start to get that mesh together. You know, so Teddy and, and Adrian can become, you know, used to what they're doing and and find their sink there and the O-line does good. And then once they do that, I believe everything else will open up for them. And then we can actually have an honest, you know, uh, a really good shot at having our our division have some fire to it, you know, some really strong competitiveness to it because it won't just be so easy. You know, so I'm looking forward to them so, expanding so, so who, and who's winning. Going for the Vikings with me? Anyone? Uh, I got you. Steelers. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm with you on it. I don't Mike? think Mike is. Mike, you're not with me? I, well, Mike, first of all, I'm never, you don't want to I'm see never, Mark Turner beat his old flock. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm on a seesaw. I'm on a teeter totter. However you want to call it. Oh. Why would you be on the teeter totter? Why would I be on the teeter totter? Because I got my, right. I got my two nieces sitting on the other side, and we having fun. Because oh. this is Sunday, and the Bears are about to lose, so. Ain't nothing well, else got to do. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, see, see, that's 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 where I think wow. you and I are different. Like, even if I even even if I know that even well, if I, I have doubt I or like, I no, you know, because I can't. The NFL Network is all five of them. But it's it's Seattle. You know what I'm like? It's Seattle. Well, hopefully we see them. I'm gonna give the Bears hope. But I at least want to see them give Seattle run for their money. And if Seattle takes them lightly because they're, they're still that's cheering. That's for Cam to come to Cam hey. back, if the right. Bears are smart, they'll take advantage of that. It, 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 oh, see, see, what I'm, I'm, what, I'm, not, what I'm, I'm not, hoping I'm for. I'm not going to be what that guy that's going to – I'm not going to allow this to be a Bears hijacked call, but I'm going to say something silly and stupid. Uh, Jimmy Clausen is going to come out today looking like Tom Brady replacing Drew Bledsoe, and the Bears are going to win 95 to 7. Okay, now you just going like way, way left with it. So, once again, Mike, are you show. on board? Are you on board with, with Minnesota we, we being San Diego or not? Don't like drinking or anything. <laughs> oh well. So are you So are you on board with Minnesota beating San Diego, San Diego or not, man? What's up? I'm a push on this one. I'm on board for you, a tie. Oh, for a tie? <laughs> oh, are you serious? Oh, what? <laughs> the dreaded what? tie. For a time. The dreaded time. Uh, why are you taking the okay. – take the you, – you're cool that you, you have no problem with saying the Bears are going to lose, but you don't want to say Minnesota might He be, won't say Green Bay will win, but, you know, 
Green Bay. Yeah, he won't say Green Bay will win. He'll say, well, you know, the turnout's going to be what it's going to be. It's just, man, come on, dude. Make, make a doggone decision. Don't, 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 play, don't play on the fence. Pick a team. Pick a side. Well... <laughs> Well, he's going to say, I'll 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 I'll say, 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 I'll I, I see a I just, win, I just, don't feel getting on me. All right, so we're going with the Vikings. We are, we are going with the Vikings for the win. Thank you so much, Mike. So the next team we are going to tackle are the lovely Lions. Yes, the Lions are still in our division, NFC North. I don't know how they got a the Sunday Lions night football game. They did, but they're entitled to Wow. But 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 hold on. Did he just on. say that for real? I have to do this. <laughs> How no, did they I get a Sunday night football game? I know. I kind of I agree with him. But wait a minute, I have to do this. Go ahead. This is Fitz. The Denver Broncos have no injured players. What? They <laughs> have no injured players. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sound, serious? That sounds funny as hell. Wait, 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 wait. They, they're the only team oh, that so has no injured players? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, yes, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. One more time. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. It didn't Because of this, I, can, I, I have Peyton Manning and Andrew yeah. Luck on my <laughs> fantasy football team, and Are I you? can't decide who to start. Ooh, that's start, hard. Oh, Because Peyton Manning is playing against Denver, and Andrew Luck is playing against Tennessee. Ooh. Right. I had Ooh. Peyton Manning starting, but then I thought about it. Andrew Luck is playing against the Titans. So I switched him to Andrew Luck, but now I want to switch him back to Peyton Manning. I have no you sure idea who to start. I think you should. I think you should switch it back. Yeah, I think so too. I, 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 I do. You might want to do, do I that. Think you should put, hey, I think you should let Peyton get Why in there and because I I don't really see how the Lions are going to be able to do too much with with him at all. I don't either. But, but the the last the last time the last time uh, Andrew Luck played against the Titans, he threw six touchdowns. Ooh. Right. Ooh. I see you're delivering. Yeah, but 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 was, was, was that the my hold on was that my dearest Margaret Beard Andrew Luck or was that Andrew Luck from last week? Yeah, because he didn't really right. do that. Right. Beard Andrew Luck grows a whole lot better. You know. Well, you gotta you gotta look at yeah. it from the standpoint of what he's doing now. Yeah, historically, yeah, he threw six, six touchdowns against them, but last week he did not look good. Last week, he looked horrible. That's why I you had know. Peyton Manning yeah. starting until I realized I who Andrew Luck was going against. So, Detroit's defense has not looked good. That's why I wanted Peyton Manning starting. And then I watched. I made the mistake of watching every fantasy football show on this morning. And they, they kept <laughs> talking about start him versus sit him. 
and Andrew Luck was all stardom because he's playing Tennessee, and now they didn't confuse me. They were supposed to say sit them. Don't make my decision easy. I do hate that. I do hate that. I hate that too, though. I'm supposed to say sit them. Despite me winning. So, no, what do you think, though? They're going up against the Lions. So, we already know what's going on with Matt Stafford. We already have yet to see that breakout Megatron that we're used to seeing him. And he's up in age. He's got quite a few key injuries. Don't know if that's really starting to affect him. Golden Tate is trying to make a lot of as much noise on the field as he does on Twitter and in every other interview. He even called Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The Vikings defense play dirty. You're welcome to the NFL. Yeah, you you know I I, I Mm. saw that. And it was like, you know, I really want if, – if I had the chance, I'd be like, just stop making excuses, man. They play dirty. Uh, boo-hoo you. You're in – this is not new. <laughs> it is not new. What you talking about? You act like you ain't never laid on the bottom of a pile and got kicked or got your eyes kind of guys. Come on, they do it every day in every game. It's, it's part of it. Why are you crying now? Because you lost. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow, 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 wow! Poor little Tink Tink. I'm sorry. This is oh, what it is. oh my goodness! You <laughs> got insulted from the hood. Oh wow! Oh my gracious! I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, but but still and all, they're not. Oh, I'm probably the only person that's like trying to at least keep one candle lit for them or one light. I mean, they're not a they're not a bad team, you know. I mean, but they're not a bad team, and we said this last year the same thing, you know that, you know they've gotten to the point to where they've got confidence and they're working together, and you know things of that nature. However, just over time, it's like that's not enough. It's proven for Detroit Lions that it's just not enough. You know, it's not you all. There's something that they still need to do, and you know, unfortunately, I don't know what it is. I don't think most people do, but. If you, okay, if you have, wait, Mike, if you have, wait, hold on, ahead. Michael. We might be able to, Mike. Now, Mike has seen what they look like on paper, and yes, they've lost, so, which is not really producing. Nick Fairley is doing some other stuff. What do you think they look like? Because at one time, you looked at them on paper, and they were like the most talented team in the NFC North. What, when you see hmm? them now, what are you thinking? I think they're still talented, but they're just undisciplined. Undisciplined is but but how how do we go from when I say undisciplined last year to be? I'm when I say undisciplined, I'm not just talking about doing knucklehead stuff off the field or in the locker room. I mean, mm-hmm. discipline also goes towards being where you're supposed to be uh, for where the play says to be. They're not in their spots. They're not in their positions. Discipline holds a whole lot more than just off the field and in the locker room. And they're not they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And literally, Matt Stafford, Eric Ebron, and Calvin Johnson cannot carry this team. And their 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 secondary was already suspect. So when your secondary is already suspect, you have to literally remember how earlier in the call we said with the Bears that we can't tell if it's if it's talent or coaching. Well, we know Detroit's mm-hmm. talent in the secondary is is bad. So now you can you can mask it with good coaching, but we already knew from jump their talent wasn't up 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 to par. So they cannot they can't make mistakes because let's keep it real. 
when you have a good coach, a good coach can mask certain things, but they're not even masking anything right now. They're not stopping anything. Phillip Rivers looked like Phillip Rivers of 2005 um, in week one against Detroit in the second half. So yeah. uh, Detroit cannot, cannot go into a game and expect their talent will win out. The spots where they have talent, they have to do their job and carry the, the spots that don't have talent. And the spots that don't have talent have to have the expectation that we we are going to play above our talent. And right now, I don't feel like they're doing it. And yes, that's putting a lot of work on on uh, on Matthew Stafford. That's putting a lot of work on Eric Ebron. That's putting a lot of work on Calvin Johnson. Uh, that that five man team of running backs, somebody's got to step up and do something. I don't know what, but something. And literally, Detroit, their talent is there in certain spots, but in others, their defense they had already lost uh, a big chunk of their their uh, their defensive line. Now, one of the good things they deal they they still have is they still have good linebackers. That is probably the best linebacking core in the NFC North, in my opinion. They, they do. They really do have a good linebacker. Yeah, I agree they with have, you there. They have probably have the best linebacking core in the NFC North, but their secondary and their and their front uh, their front defensive line, it's not scary. But see, but see, isn't that when you said you would think that a coach would get creative and start looking towards? You know where he can find and feel the hope, because like we said, you are. We all agree they are talented. So obviously, if their front line, you know, their their top, their first string is talented, they have to have some talented backups or at least have some people on, you know, special teams that can fill those positions. Because you know they they put special teams players, quote unquote, are pretty much just athletes you can place anywhere or just somebody just you don't have in the lineup. So I would rather take a person who's a cornerback naturally but playing special teams and put him on the field to solidify up my backfield for my defense than to have somebody out there who doesn't support that, even with me having a strong linebacker for Because you can have that all you want to. But you, if you can't stop passes, you know, and even if you got them getting a rush on the quarterback and doing their job, who's defending? Who's defending the wide receivers? You know, it comes back to and, and and I hate to say it, and I hate to bring them up, but it's almost like, you know, in that sense, they're similar to another team in the league. I won't say their name because we've already talked about them. You know, and that's what you kind of unfortunately have to deal with. What I would hope, you know, you know, and, and trust me, I'm a Bears fan through and through, but I also push for the NFC North just because we are it's our league. You know, so we can have well, success out of out of. It makes the few wins the Bears get look better if the rest of the division looks good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. So, you know, like, look, so those three wins we got was up against some good teams. Now, being fair, though, but being fair, to, being fair to the Lions, Denver hasn't been stellar. Denver's been a little not, bit. They haven't been great either. You know, I think even like, like I think over the, the last week that you know people are questioning Peyton Manning now. 
you know, which he's, he, and, and it's rightfully so because he's getting up there in age, you know. I mean, he did have the surgery and the next surgery, and even after that, he came back in, you I know, was still great. I don't think he ate too many Oreos. And he's doing that, nationwide you know, he's, commercials and stuff. He's like, so funny. Yeah, he's, but, that, but, we, but we know that's all a part. We know what that is. That's branding, and well, I'm honestly, not going to be here for a while. I'm, I'm, this game's going to be over soon, so I need to get my money up. That's what, what's going right. on. Well, see, we I don't all even know think that. It's that because I don't even think it's that, and the reason I don't think it's that, Peyton Manning has always, always, always done a million commercials. He hasn't done any more commercials. This off season, than he did he in previous many Oreos. He ate many Oreos. It slowed down his arm. He ate many Oreos. Yeah, and just and I told Marshawn Lynch need to quit eating Skittles because I don't know what happened to him on that field. But if all that sugar is in your legs, well, you better stop putting the Skittles down. I don't care how many colors of pictures <laughs> put the you put on the Skittles. Put the Skittles down. Put the Skittles down. Do not chase the rainbow. <laughs> you do not need to be chasing the rainbow. At least not that way. Wait, I don't know. What do you want? He's asking me about it. Don't get Pac Man pellets. He needs a Pac Man pellets. Oh, something. But those two there, like between the Oreos and Skittles, somebody put something down. Because, um, you know, but no, you're right. Um, when Tate starts getting Eli Manning comparisons, that's Man, not good. That's not good. That's dude. not that's good. You know, and That's and, not good. Uh, and it is bad. You know, it's bad I, enough y'all brothers and probably had and probably had that co- you know the comparison growing up. You know, well, but that's historically, the fact that Peyton Manning has one Super Bowl ring and Eli has two. <laughs> that doesn't help either. <laughs> because uh, but Eli but, had a great supporting cast that went. To, I exactly. think they went basketball. I think that was just like, dude, just throw it. We we just just, and, just you know just let it go. Throw it in my we'll throw find it. My we have homing device. And we will we'll find it. it. Well, you don't I, have that right I, now. I, I'll tell you when I noticed something that was rather unfortunate. Uh, Cash, you've know, noticed me over the last few years that I pay attention to the helmet that the different players wear, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, and Eddie Lacy was one of the first guys to wear that helmet that has a chip in it to monitor the hits for concussions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you notice, there's only two quarterbacks wearing that helmet right now. And that's Jay Cutler and Peyton Manning. The rest of them are wearing the regular helmet. So that basically the teams basically said, we expect both of you all to get hit a lot. So when Peyton Manning, <laughs> when Peyton Manning is wearing that helmet, they, they knew the offensive line wasn't going to protect them. We needed to monitor this. That was a, To me, that was an omen. That was... Uh, that was a a forward. Uh, they they knew what was about to happen. That he was going to spend a lot of time on the ground. As soon as I saw that, I said, "Why is he having on that helmet? Are they saying that he's going to get hit a lot this season?" And Probably. sure enough, he's gotten hit a lot so far. <laughs> I, I I hate to say that those little things are things that people need to pay attention to, but we see what happens. We see what happens, but I would hit him too late. Why? Why not go ahead and get some sack points? Like he wasn't gonna throw the ball to anybody anyway. I mean, it don't help that he lost so Eric just, Decker. Yeah. When you lose Eric lost, Decker, every, 
He lost everybody that had that bill stand homing device to wherever his ball was going to go. Because then the right, cause, exactly cause didn't ball. he also lose his tight end? His tight end is is his tight end in uh in Jacksonville or Miami now? His tight end is somewhere in Florida <laughs> right now. Somewhere in Florida right now. The tight end <laughs> that paid money used to throw to. Playing for another team. We I don't mean, know this, but that's where he is. <laughs> My God, Joe. How is this working out for Peyton It's going to rain. And back to you. you hey, know, hey, and back um, to you. <laughs> right. I mean, so, so let's, are we going with Denver over the Lions? Only, and the only reason that I would do this is because the Lions haven't proven to me that they trust themselves on the field. And right. that's you know that's, that's it because all uh, oh, he does go ahead the boy oh. you know and I think that you know they're they're still looking at even though they've had time to adjust with Adamakin Sue leaving and to still work with that because he's one person left if one person makes your defense you did not build your team correctly if one person makes everything on your defense wrong. And you're looking, and that's what everybody's kind of getting used to and still trying to figure out what is our identity now without him. You don't have time to figure it out. You better figure it out today, or the Denver going to put it on you. Well, it, it literally was not just that. It was the fact that their their defensive scheme was built of, built around their front seven. They lost two of their biggest pieces of their front seven. So and, and, he, are, and he was one of their and he was one of their primary right. ones. So you right. still and have to make it even worse. To make it even worse, even when they still had, when they still had uh, Indominus Sue and Nick Fairley, um, on top of their linebackers, that secondary was already not good. So when their secondary wasn't good, and they lose two of their biggest chess pieces on on the uh, on the front seven, you get exposure. You get exposure to its fullest. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't exposed. just that it was built around him. It was, it was, it was, their defensive scheme was built around their front seven. And right. now their front seven doesn't have that bite that it used to have, and their secondary already was not, not nothing to be respected. Exactly. So it's, so, I, 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 I hate to put it this way. I hate to put it this way, but uh, honestly – I their secondary is just—I mean, their defense is just a better version of the Bears. See, and I didn't so want to I, say that, but that's what I meant. That's why I said the other team that I wasn't going to bring up. But it's, yeah, okay. it's, it's 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 almost identical. like our secondary. They both have, secondaries are not good. Both both fronts don't both front parts of their front seven don't look good. The Bears' best part is their linebackers right now. Yeah, I will so, give you that. So literally, Detroit and Chicago have the same defense right now, mm. and which is not the same okay, for either team. I'm rolling with That's the Broncos. Right. I'm rolling, I'm with, rolling the Broncos. with the Broncos. I think, yeah, yeah, I think all three of us. But yeah, we're not. You know, I, yeah, I see that. Well, I just well, hope that, that you know. Easy, so. And and once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, if you did not hear about ten minutes ago. I definitely would like for you to know that um, 
the Broncos have no injured players. So moving right along with that being said, <laughs> there were some amazing, amazing college games yesterday. Um, one of the yes. ones that I was glued to, TCU and Texas. Which part TCU and Texas, the shootout, but I'm sorry, I need to cut you off. I need to start with University of Michigan's Thank you. replay of the OBB catch. Oh, my God. Catch. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Dude. I was, I was, I was, I was going to uh, man. I was, I was gonna I'm talk looking to at the – I'm talking – yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. But the, <laughs> the, 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 run, the run play. I can't remember the, the um, student. Oh, back. gosh. The run play oh, where he got. The run. It looked like we were watching Tech well, Mobile. Like man, it like he got stopped. And it's funny because I watched it like five times, right? I'm like, where did he stop at? You just see him go in, and then all of a sudden he just kind of, you don't even see his helmet move, it looked like he just pops out. I was like, oh, I'm my God. You that really Bo Jackson this? on Tech Mobile would run right into the line, just get caught right there, and then bust through, and everybody would break apart. I swear we were watching. And then to make it even worse, he even said it on an interview afterwards. He said, I am not letting number 15 pull me down. I am not letting number 15 pull me down. Because it wasn't just that he made it through the line. After number 15 got to him at about 10 yards left, he said, I'm getting to that end zone. I'm yeah. getting to the end zone. It was a great run, man. It was one of the most beautiful runs I've seen in a long time. That was run was it, beautiful, but I and then, I and then that catch by Darbo was the ball. Uh, I think that catch that was beautiful. is what generated that run. After that yeah. catch, running back said, okay, he can't. we all got to step up if he's doing stuff like that. If he's going to do stuff like that, we got to do what we do. And yeah, they played great. Right. Well, that it, it, yeah, that, that, that might have been the most awesome. exciting game that I saw, but the best game, easily, like Cass said, TCU and Texas Tech. TCU and Texas Tech. That was literally, and I'm going to give this to them, because if you have never been to or seen the OK Corral, the one thing that I did not see was uh, defense. Um, But in the world of that, there were some people that were up and they were like on the roster. Even on the final play, defense didn't exist. (laughs) <laughs> this is in order because both teams are in Texas. But this is what happened. Yes, it was the shootout of all shootouts. Yes, they backed up, counted down, and turned around and threw footballs, and nobody stopped them. But, oh, how the game ended. Would anybody like to speak of the last play by TCU? Um, when everyone thought TCU was walking away with the L. But anyone. anyone? The last play was a game of pinball. <laughs> That's what the last play pinball. was. <laughs> Literally, the last game was a game of pinball. Because everything about that play was just wrong. That was just wrong. <laughs> He said wrong. I mean, it literally, because so that should have been an interception. Tell me I'm wrong on that. I thought it was going to no. And he was diving out of the back of the end zone like, please don't fall, please don't fall. Right. <laughs> but if you look at it, it's like, man, because I'm watching the clip right now. I'm literally watching the clip. 
and I'm like, okay, how did what? How, how did he even catch that? How did he tip that? Who did what? Huh? <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Did that just? Yeah, he. Did it did yeah. You know? Yeah, it happens. And it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, he had his feet in and everything. I'm, I'm, it's like he took it. You say, okay, I got the gauge. It is almost. If you look at it, it's almost like the guy actually number nine looked at him and saw him and tipped it to him. Mm-hmm. It's almost. It looks like an alley oop play. Like it All I know, no, I, I described it best. It was a game of pinball. Man, you, you're giving it more respect by calling it an alley oop pass. <laughs> alley oop. They meant to do that. That was a game of pinball. They didn't mean to yeah. do this. Yeah, they, it was like, this was a They didn't mean Mary. to do that. Was, uh, they denied. They didn't mean to do that. alley they meant to do that. They didn't mean to do this. <laughs> I won't even call this a good rebound off the backboard. This was a game of pinball. You hit those paddles on a game of pinball, you send that ball up, and you hope it bounces where you want it to bounce. That's all yeah, that happened on that final play. Hey, the quarterback was the paddles. He just threw it. It bounced. It bounced again, and then somebody caught it out the back of the end zone. Uh, it was. It was. It, it was. It was pretty, yeah, pretty pretty much. And at the end of that play, as the song "Gunsmoke" fades, for "Gunsmoke" fades away. Wait a minute. You know what you just uh, did? You showed your what? age. You because. Although that is the gun smoke sound, I'm willing to bet many people recognize it from Django. But that is from gun smoke. That is from gun smoke, but no, I didn't show my age, my grandfather watching that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, still, but still, think about it. I'm willing to I bet anybody not old enough to watch that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anybody under the anybody under the age of anybody under the age of thirty five Recognize that from from uh, Django. I guarantee you. Anybody over the age of thirty five recognizes it from what their parents and grandparents watched. And I'm going to I'm going to uh, take another quick little break here. This is really really quick, but definitely. Okay, we're gonna take out friend of my book friend of mine. Definitely on my favorite team. But I have to send a major 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 congratulations out to. Adrian and Ashley Peterson, his wife, second son was born. So actually, Eugene Peterson was born this morning. And that's so awesome. I feel love babies. And that's my boy. That's my friend. And she's such a sweetheart. So congratulations on your second son together. That's so awesome. So this has to be a win. He has to win for Axel. So there you go. Definitely a win. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you know, you just baby. set Adrian Peterson up for a bunch of negative tweets with that one. <laughs> well, no, well, you know what? Okay, people have to have a heart. Like no matter what, he <laughs> yeah, loves his children. There. I went no, there. He, he loves his children. He does, and no matter what, to, for a child to be in this world is just a, you know have a healthy baby. No matter what the circumstances are, it's always a blessing. There's always something to celebrate. So I'm celebrating it like I know the dude, not his brother. That's congratulations. Welcome to the world, baby. Welcome to the world. Enjoy it. Welcome to the world. All right. Anything what are we else? talking about? All right. So back. <laughs> I did have to do that though. But back to college. Um, 
<laughs> there uh, were quite a few I, other I, games. I, there were so many wait plays a minute, before and we get to some of the I other games. There, there was a. Uh, there was something that uh, we skipped over that I wanted to talk about, the uh, the BYU versus Michigan game. What's that? The coach of BYU, after the game, made a comment that yeah. he said that University of Michigan was the best team they played against this season. That includes UCLA and Boise State. And it was not just about talent; it was about execution. They executed every play better than any team they've played against all season. Now, I can I can bite down on that when you compare Michigan to Boise State, maybe. But damn, tell me that's not a dig at UCLA. Tell me it that's was. not a dig it was at UCLA. I mean, you, go ahead. Michigan destroyed them. They shut them out and destroyed them. Don't get me wrong, but to say this is the best team you played against this season, that's saying that it's the best team you played against is not saying that's the best game they, that has been played against us. That's basically a coach can look at a team and say, "No, that wasn't just them, them playing a good game today. That, they're just a good team." He basically called out UCLA, or, or honestly. Did he call out UCLA, or did he call out the Pac-12 and say the Big Ten is better than we think they are? He's a, he's a oh. so far. I know you're really so, getting deep so, with it. So far. But, you know, but this this is what, this is what like I remember when we talked about you and Nelvie losing them last week, you know, and Harbaugh giving them pretty much the same type of, you know, admonishment. So when you look at it from that standpoint, you have a coach who's won in the NFL, who won in college, won in the NFL, and went back to college. Mm-hmm. You know, so he knows the game. So it, it's it's fairly reasonable for for a coach to say, "No, nah, them kids, they they are. It's not even talent. They are executing their plays. They're sticking with their blocks. They're not taking plays off. They're not getting relaxed. They are a machine." Yeah, I can see that. And it's not well, a big. It's just what it is. You know, because no, there are some teams big, in, the, in college that are purely based on talent. Right. Alabama. It's all pure talent. <laughs> Alabama. It, it really it has. It's like, hey, man, go out here and just, we're going to just do this. And, you know, it, but there are there are teams who have the combination of both, and there are some teams who don't have either one. You know, I Well, mean, Alabama you know, in the past had, Alabama in the past had been a combination of talent and coaching. Right now, I think they're living off their talent and talent and uh, and name. Uh, but I know I was digging far by saying the Big Ten is better than we think it is. But as a Big Ten fan, yes, the bottom of the Big Ten might not look so great, but the top of the Big no, the, Ten, the, the top tier, the top tier teams always look good. The, you got at the you top know, of but, the Big but Ten, it's, but it's what at the top of the Big Ten, you have season long, so it's fully competitive all the way around. Well, the top of the Big Ten is clearly Ohio State and Michigan State, and then Wisconsin's not far. Wisconsin's not far behind. But what is so cool about it is, the middle of the Big Ten is going to make the top work. And I think I might already be ready. I think Michigan is surprising people and letting people know we're at the middle already. We're not at the bottom. I think Michigan is ready to claim. 
a middle spot in the Big Ten. Uh, and I would put Northwestern probably as the fourth best team in the Big Ten, but I might say uh, Michigan might be number five. Illinois and Maryland and Rutgers are not in the conversation. Oh, not at all. Illinois hasn't been in the conversation in years. Illinois has not been in the conversation since Illinois has not been in the conversation since 
Ole Miss and Mississippi State have two things. Their names are Chad Kelly and Dak Prescott. Chad Kelly for uh, Ole Miss and Dak Prescott for Mississippi State. Those are easily the two best quarterbacks in the SEC right now, easily. So when you have your quarterback position taken care of, and then everybody has – and I love the comparison I heard today. Oh, I so love the comparison I heard today. Many people have been trying to compare compare, uh, Leonard Fournette to Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson, but someone made a comparison today that I think was much more accurate. And, Cass, I think you might agree. Leonard Fournette looks like a college Adrian Peterson. Tell me, that is an accurate depiction. Accurate depiction. You might, to say that you compare him to Bo Jackson of Auburn in the 80s or Herschel Walker of Georgia in the 80s, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. But I think Adrian Peterson in college at Oklahoma for Leonard Fournette would probably because the only thing that the only thing and and to be all honest the only thing that Leonard Fournette has that Herschel Walker and and uh, Bo Jackson have is they played in the same conference. Otherwise, Leonard Fournette looks nothing like either one of them. They don't even play the well, same. Well, let me do this, Mike. This is what I want you to do because our live portion of our show, unfortunately, is coming to an end. But we are going to continue on with our podcast um, recorded. And so I'll put the link up to that so you can hear what we talked about off air. But do you want to let them know where they can find our show and download it? They can always find it on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfairrushradio. That might be the easiest for some people to remember, but... I personally download the show using the Apple Podcast app. Uh, many people already own the TuneIn Radio app. The TuneIn Radio app is probably some of the easiest for people that already have it, and you can stream it or download it in there. If you want to do the download option, another excellent option that some of our listeners love is RSS Radio app. And if you use the RSS Radio app, the link to click on on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. Click on the link, the RSS link, from your phone, and it will download properly on there as well. All right. Any so questions? thanks for those who can listen live. Get ready for some football. So we're going to continue on. So this is, we've got another 15 minutes to go on the podcast. And I really want to talk some more college football because yesterday was just a great college football day. So there were other teams. And it finished the comparison that you were doing, Mike. And there were a few other ones that I know Michael's going to bring up. Give me just a moment, you all. I'm having a technical difficulty. Well, the one that I wanted to talk about, is Ohio State. The reason I would like to talk about Ohio State is I like that Urban Meyer has finally made a decision. He's going to stick with Cardell Jones. Even with Cardell Jones, he looks like he's back on track, even with the interceptions. Because people forget us. How great, however great he was in those final three games, it was, he still only had played in three games. 
So Cardell Jones is going through his growing pains in his senior season, which most people go through in their freshman and sophomore season. So Cardell Jones is getting some of it out of his system. And what I think is the biggest drawback for Ohio State is they have not been giving the ball to Zeke, Big Zeke, Ezekiel Jones enough because that offensive line has not been opening the holes for the running game the way they did at the end of the season last year. So I believe Ezekiel Jones needs to get the ball more. Um, And I'll tell you the best thing that I think Braxton Miller is, and a lot of people have not made this comparison, but I think it's an excellent comparison. Braxton Miller is Percy Harvin 2.0. I believe if you think back to when Urban Meyer had Tim Tebow and Percy Harvin playing the H-back slash running back, Braxton Miller is an H-back slash wide receiver for Ohio State. And, oh, my goodness, he can catch. But one of the better things about him, um, if you think about uh, quarterbacks that turned into wide receivers, even on the NFL level, from your slash and Cordell Stewart or what was the guy out of yeah. the of Indiana, um, quarterbacks see routes in a different way than than wide receivers ever have. So they know they know how to hit that spot because they know where they would want to be if they were throwing the ball to themselves. So the, Braxton Miller always had the athletic talent, but he is hitting his route much better. He is still learning how to hit he, he's still learning how to to not go wide and 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 swim over cornerbacks much tighter. He's learning that still, which is good. But Braxton Miller, to me, is Percy Harvin 2.0. Cardell Jones will get better. J.T. Barrett is only a sophomore, so he still has time left in Alabama. I mean, excuse me, I said in Alabama, at Ohio State. But Urban, Urban Meyer has quarterbacks for the future. So between Braxton Miller playing wide receiver slash H-back and then Cardell Jones being a starting QB, J.T. Beard has time for next season. And now the out-of-conference games are over with for Ohio State. The meat and potatoes really begins because I don't see Ohio State losing. The only, the only speed bump Ohio State has coming up potentially will be Michigan State. And I look forward to that. I so look forward to that. You don't I'm think that really? be the Big Ten you, Michigan you, don't State? Think, you don't think Michigan will be a problem for them? Michigan is going to be a problem regardless because it's a it's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. You throw all you throw all talent out the window on a rivalry game. I think Ohio State is much more talented because People keep forgetting Ohio State ditched four players for the four, first four games of the season. They get four players back. They get two wide receivers, a running back, and a defense and a defensive lineman back. So they get those back, and they also suspended two other players. 
So right. they're getting players back from their own team that are starters. And so talent-wise, Ohio State is better than Michigan. But rivalry game, Michigan is going to give them problems. But true problems is going to be Michigan State. True problems. If we if we were if we were to remove rivalry factor out of the equation, no one would expect Michigan to give them a problem. People would exactly. expect Michigan State too. Is that like one of the best rivalries though in college football? Michigan, Michigan. Well, between that that whole little trifecta is actually pretty. I, I, it's always been pretty stiff. <laughs> It's always you know, been pretty Ohio, stiff. You know, Ohio State is, you know, they're, they're the Buckeyes, and you can't tell an Ohio State person anything. <laughs> you know, the last, but, I, but I understand. Okay. The last you know, time this, that rivalry, the last time that rivalry meant as much was the same season that the Bears went to the Super Bowl and Michigan was number one. I mean, uh, Ohio State was number and one. And Ohio State was, yeah, Michigan State was number two. And the game that they I lost still, was a game that sealed, uh, oh, what's the I man's still, name? Uh, uh, as it comes to me in a minute, Desmond Howard um, sealed his Heisman bid. I was at that game. No, 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 not that not that far ago. I'm not talking about that game. I'm talking about 2006. Uh the only game both Michigan and uh, Michigan and Ohio State went into the the rivalry game both undefeated. They both went into the game undefeated, and they were mm. one and two. They were one and two. Michigan lost, and I did not like how the BCS allowed allowed Florida to leapfrog over Michigan. And the reason why I didn't understand that is not only not only was both Florida and Michigan both one lost team, the only game that Michigan lost was to the number one team in the country. Right. How do you how is the only game that you've lost and both of you all are one lost teams and the only one you lose to is the number one team in the country and you allow Florida leapfrog? Now I would have understood if Florida had 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 one loss and Michigan had two losses. But look, Florida should not have leapfrogged Florida leapfrog because the coaches did not want to see a rematch. And the reason I had a problem with that was three years later, three years later, they allowed for a rematch between Alabama and LSU. Mm. So it wasn't okay for Ohio State and Michigan, but it was okay for Alabama and LSU. I had a problem with that. And I was like, if you allowed it for this, and, and, and in my opinion, both Alabama and LSU had one loss. Ohio State and Michigan only had one loss. And then a lot of people said, well, it was proven Ohio State shouldn't have been that good because Florida destroyed Ohio State. Yes, Florida destroyed Ohio State. But one of the things that I've often talked about is the Big Ten used to not have a playoff, so the Big Ten was more rusty by the time right. both hit than the rest of the country, and now they're not as rusty anymore because as a football player, Mike, you can attest to this, one more week of rust is a lifetime in football play. Man. And actually, and actually, that's two more weeks of rust 
because Michigan State, I mean, uh, the Big Ten, the Big Ten season would be over with before Thanksgiving. Right. And, you uh, and there, it wouldn't you play again until, until, until January first. Come on right. now. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of time to sit around and, and be idle. Because you're not really – like, even when we play, you know, um, we went to the Las Vegas Bowl, um, played Central Michigan. School was over with. You know, we were on break. So, it was like, all right, we got to sit around here for another two, three weeks to do what? We went to meetings, we worked out, used to went to class, and when it came time for us to go to do, to practice for the game, we did it then. You know, but that's so, a lot. It is, it is a lot of idle time. It's, and so I'm one of those people that believes that you're one and two. I, I I am so looking forward to two teams out of the Big Ten making the uh, making the playoff this year. That's gonna be great. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to find out who it is. I think Michigan's gonna be the sleeper. It surprises a lot Michigan's of going to be a sleeper this year. Michigan is going to play spoiler this year, I believe. That's, but that's what their best goal for this season will be, spoiler. But somebody, one conference is going to be mad because we don't know. Because the Big 12 still has Baylor and TCU. Uh, the Big 10 has, the Big 10 has uh, Michigan State and Ohio State. The Pac-12 has the Pac-12 probably has who? Hmm. We thought they were going to have a gauntlet named Arizona, UCLA, and USC, but the Pac-12 isn't looking as strong as it once did before during the preseason. And the SEC, their luster is not as what it once was. Right. So there's going to be a major conference that's going to be upset this year. Because honestly, I wouldn't be mad if the if the if the playoffs were Baylor, TCU, Ohio State, and Michigan State. I'd be okay with that. I can see that. Mm, I would be. be I would be okay with that. I don't expect it to happen. They're going to find a way to put a Pac-12 and an SEC team in there. Uh, what are some other games you want to talk about? Because there were just some games that were just great. And no, grand. we've got to we've got to well, get I mean, ready to wrap it up too. Well, yeah, we do. Um, well, real quick, <laughs> UCLA did a great job against Arizona yesterday. You know, and, and the UCLA Arizona game was supposed to be, in my opinion, much tighter, and it wasn't. And right. Right. I mean, when you get you get beat by twenty six. I mean, I expected Arizona to be much better than it's showing out to be this season. I did too. I, I, yeah. And I kind of, I think I feel that way. That's kind of the way I felt about Auburn. I didn't think Auburn would be that bad, and I thought Arizona would be a lot better. Yeah, but it just shows. I mean, the one thing about it is it. it I mean, from season to season, you never know what happens during that off season. You don't know what happened during spring ball. You don't know who left. You don't know who stayed. You don't know any of those things because all of that plays into who shows up on the field. 
and then you know you still then you have coaches who are adjusting to what they got to work with, and sometimes it you know it just don't work out the way you think it's supposed to, or the way you want uh-huh. to. And teams will surprise you one year they be good, next year they be bad. Then you have the teams who are bad getting better. You know when you would think that the teams who are already better should be getting great, and they're not. Um, I I have a question. Did UMass show up at the uh, stadium yesterday? No, they did mm. not. They missed the bus. <laughs> they missed the bus. I mean, that was it, sir. I mean, although uh, Utah destroyed Oregon worse, uh, Notre Dame destroyed UMass as well. They just didn't want to come. They, you know, Man, they, I mean, they knew what was gonna happen. They, maybe they, 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 they were probably a hookah you know, bar along the way or something. They were probably. <laughs> Also, if you notice something, if you notice something, Southern California destroyed the state of Arizona yesterday. Yeah, right next door. Well, yeah. yeah. UCLA destroyed Arizona, and USC destroyed Arizona State. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, now, I'll tell you what I did expect. I expected LSU to beat Syracuse. But I did not expect Syracuse to say we're gonna throw some we're gonna throw some touchdowns. Thirty four to twenty four is a, is that ten point margin of victory. I expected it to be a much bigger gap. Well, so it's a better one. But it, you know, it knows this in in games like those. Is it really that? You know, the other team wasn't as good, or was it the winner was just a little bit better? See, I think I thought LSU was that. I thought LSU was much better than they were showed in that game. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another game that was surprising to me. Duke showed out against Georgia Tech. Duke showed out against Georgia Tech. I thought Georgia Tech was going to win that game. Georgia Tech has one of the better offenses in the country. I don't know. I just had, I just had everything on Duke, though. Not like money or anything. But see. Georgia Tech, Tech, even leading into that game, was expected to potentially take the ACC this year. Mm. The ACC has always been a wild card when it comes to the football, when it comes to football conference. People don't think of the ACC as a as a football conference. Also, they although they've had some football powerhouses, like they've had Florida State. Uh, that's their most known power. But then they still also have they have Clemson, they have Georgia Tech, they have some football going on in in the ACC. University of North Carolina, they can play some football. Georgia Tech was expected to potentially win the ACC, so to lose to Duke yesterday, I'm not saying Duke is bad. I just thought Georgia Tech was better. Well, we have two minutes left. Duke keeps keeps reminding people we are here. Two minutes. Two minutes. So we definitely have to wrap it up. I've got a Vikings game to attend, and you guys have to get ready for a Bears game. So 
Yeah, it does start to Who said I wasn't already ready? I'm, I'm always ready for the bear. I'm going to, we're oh. going to watch it. But you might have to, you know. I'm going to put on my rose-colored glasses. I'm going to put on my rose-colored glasses. I'm going to watch Jimmy Clausen have a have a, uh, all-pro game. Uh, Martellus Bennett is going to uh, have a career day. Matt Forte is going to run for 400 yards. Um, yeah, all of those things are going to happen. We can be positive. That's we, what we're going to watch. I need to be. And then they walk I, up. And, and Kyle Fuller, <laughs> Kyle Fuller is going to look like Richard Sherman today. And you all got real quiet when I said yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, you all—that that was so dumb of a statement. You all didn't even give me the cricket sound. You all just let it let it marinate on its own. We were in shock. Yeah, no, no, I mean. people are in shock. They they don't like they they're well. we'll hey, Kyle. I mean, Miller. you know. All right. But if it'll so make you feel better. Rough... Go ahead. Hey, crickets. <laughs> And that saying. officially concludes our show this week. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody that had the pleasure of listening live to us. Always always hit us on Twitter, Football Fan Rush. You can find us at Football Fan Rush Radio on Facebook and Football Fan Rush Network on Google Plus. Like we're always here. You can always chat with us, send us your questions, call into the show live, listen live, get the link that we post. We love fans, we love interacting with fans. Also, Mike, tell them how they can download the podcast of this show once we're officially, officially off the air. Well, like you said, uh, you can download it once again on the podcast, the Apple Podcast app. You can also download it on RSS Radio uh, by clicking on the link on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can stream it uh, through TuneIn Radio app. Um, it's already in the TuneIn Radio app system, so do a search for Football Fan Rush Radio. You'll recognize the red, white, and blue logo with a football coming down the center. Uh, what's another way? All another right. way to do <laughs> But the easiest way to actually, if you struggle to find us, type in Football Fan Rush Radio on Facebook, and the details will be there. And with that, we wish you all a very happy football Sunday. Hope your team does well. Have a good one. Definitely, definitely. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.